0: like running around making so many chirps yeah when did you get your new uh kitten uh we just got a dude it's a long story my my friend's a police officer he rescued this cat from a crack house brought it back to his house um found out his son he went to he went to america to rescue a cat (laughs) no i said a crack house canada has crack houses we got lots of crack here dude don't run on us
1: (laughs) So, so he, anyway, named, he, named, it, uh, he named he named the, named the cat kitten, or uh, Crystal.
0: <laughs> Actually, yeah, we named, we named the cat Addie Lemieux. That was Alex's idea.
2: Oh, nice. Nice French name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well,
1: who wants, who wants to start this off for us? Ah, uh, you. <laughs> Buck.
0: You gonna kick it off, Joe? <laughs>
1: well, I figured it'd be a good way for us to introduce what, hvla aka hula education
0: systems is all about so i think we, i think we need to start this whole thing with a poll and that poll should be whether or not we're going to just drop the hula and just call it hvla because it's confused so many people the like three people who messaged me they're like what's a hula mean like oh we, we just take the u and we make it we make the v and make it look like a u yeah. it sounds different <laughs> i know i mean we can constantly
1: play that as we move forward but screw it for now we're sticking with hula yeah. but but this podcast we're definitely going to be calling straight to the joint it's perfect
0: yeah yeah straight to the joint
1: <laughs> and i am joe cooperman this is dan skinner and demir who know no, no How's one knows going his last name yeah that's fine <laughs> yeah
0: uh, I like how we're we're past the doctor titles now. It's like for a while. Uh, there was Doctor Daniel Skinner, um, uh, active release certified, uh, FRC, yeah, yeah. SFMA, DNS, uh, C- CPR DNA signatures. <laughs> <laughs> CPR certified. <laughs> uh, that's a good. You know what? Have you guys used your CPR yet? <laughs> Thank goodness I haven't. Jeez. Look, yeah. I I did. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Heimlich Maneuver. Yeah. Ooh. Not in your office? No, it was at a restaurant. Oh. Don't worry, Ooh. I'm a chiropractor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <That was funny>. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any back pain? Because <laughs> <laughs> after this Heimlich Maneuver, you're going to have plenty.
2: Yeah. They needed a, uh, I was on a flight and they needed a doctor. They're like, oh, there's a medical emergency. Do we need a doctor? And I was like, I'm not raising my hand. And then they kept asking, they kept asking. I was like, I'm I'm not raising my hand. And then they finally were like, just anybody with any sort of medical adjacent experience. And I was like, all right, like, you know, and more so because I was an EMT before and um, I went up there and I get up there and the guy's like having a heart attack and there's a ER nurse and medical doctor. And somebody else was like, "Oh, I'm fucking done." Like, you guys got it. Mm-hmm. This man is like, having a heart attack. Yeah. You, check <laughs> that? That you know what?
1: I yeah. I did see a really cool thing from uh uh back in the day with a guy that he adjusted a guy. Oh
0: Honestly,
2: God!
1: He's having a, a heart attack. Did you send me that link?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was you like back in the day, or something. It's not gonna it's so restore stupid. itself.
1: Yeah, that's right. Got that innate flowing. Turns out the guy yeah. still the heart attack
2: i believe it yeah i believe it
0: turns out the neck and the heart actually aren't that connected <laughs> <laughs> the vagal nerve is it the vagal nerve <laughs> oh, i remember uh in my internship i had a great internship i was pretty happy with it but there was one point where one of the doctors i was working with i had I had gone and taken a couple um extra uh, chiropractic neurology courses through the kirk institute and i got back and i was just i remember just my it just gave me a real appreciation for how thorough of a neurological exam you can actually give. Like we learn a bunch in school, but not to that level. And I think I was saying something about like, Oh man, it really makes you realize like how much there is to know out there. This, and this guy was like, aren't we all chiropractic neurologists? (laughs) And I was like, no, not even close. (laughs) I think it's, uh, I thought it was, uh, it was just like, you know, this idea that, you know, we're working with the nervous system is like, I find it such an interesting concept because it's like indirectly everybody is. Trainers are, physios right. are, you know, chiropractors are, but like directly, like with the intention of looking directly at specific cranial nerves and using like nerve stimulation techniques and eye cicadic movements and stuff like that. It's like, it's very, it's cool stuff. It's like very, like it's a level up on, on certain things.
2: Mm-hmm. Great. Definitely. I mean, yeah, you
0: can definitely like, go pretty deep on that neuro exam <laughs> dude i find it just impressive and it's also good to know like when you when you reach a, a point where you know a lot of the time people you they can get better quickly by restoring range of motion and you know through exercise and through behavior <laughs> changes and stuff but every once in a while you find a person you're just like wow this person's not responding and there's something else that just doesn't feel right and that's when i'll like you know refer to a neurologist or someone else who's got a little more advanced training and that kind of stuff so Speaking
2: of uh, chiropractic neurology or just any basic assessment and normal neurology, um, I had a new patient today who was um, uh, being seen by another chiropractor. She went to two different chiropractors for knee pain. Um, and we did the assessment and I was like, yeah, you have sciatica. <laughs> like it was clear cut, you know, referral pain from a pretty bad disc. I was like, has your back been hurting? She's like, yeah. It's like did they work on your back they're like oh they mainly do like muscle work and like this like you know pin and stretch kind of thing it was just like we're gonna get you adjusted today we're gonna get you doing these
0: exercises you're gonna feel a lot better because <laughs> we're actually targeting the real thing <laughs> yeah man it's it's funny well i think it's like it's so apparent because i think people are just so like time is just of the essence for so many people are just like oh yeah back hurts knee hurts whatever and they just focus so much of their attention on that area right
1: yeah. Right. And, and I know, like, I probably, know,
2: I know the office that they, uh, she went to, um, and it's a very quick
1: exam, you know, and, and, and in and out, um, kind of place. It's interesting. Cause I had a new patient today who is like a, he's a 40, 47 year ENT practitioner surgeon, um, dealing with, I mean, his shoulders just don't move at all, but either way we, we started talking, I was taking his history and he was giving me a, Mainly background about his life and things that he's done, endeavors that he's gone through, and like he's a uh, he kind of perfected some some surgery and in, in regards to the to the nose cavity, and he was telling me how he perfected this thing. A lot of practitioners were afraid of because the first person to do it sliced the optic nerve, and how they didn't understand uh, three dimensional anatomy when they were slicing into this region, and how dangerous it can be. And so he talked about being a specialist, <clears throat> and then. He said and then he turned to me and he goes but in your world you need to be a generalist you need to understand anatomy in, in general and i and i was like well let's take it a layer deeper because he's complaining about you know he, he has arthritis and he can't move his arm and he doesn't want a total uh, shoulder replacement so we chatted about you can have general range of motion assessment in general uh exercise prescription, but the more specific that I can get in regards to this region, so I can try to become a specialist of that shoulder, then that's how I get you your results that you're looking for, which is avoiding surgery. Um and he was like, oh that's a really interesting concept to to think about that and from like a by going global and then going specific. Mm-hmm. Nice tie-in because I guess what we do with HVLA education systems yeah. HVLA, is we teach we teach how to become more specific from a general concept.
0: Or even just starting general and build to, to specific is such a, a good way to, that we kind of structure our course too. But um, doesn't that also give you like a huge amount of, <laughs> does that also make you lucky that the mistakes that we make in in work is not slicing someone's optic nerve? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, the worst thing that's going to happen is, you know, Demir might make someone a little sore the next day and that's that's like, you know, a bad day. And it's... Um, yeah you know like knock on wood we've been i've been pretty good in my practice i've only had a couple people that have had major you know complaints afterwards and that's usually like you know a little bit of ice and and uh, stretching and stuff takes care of it but man the thought of having all that on the table when you're at the forefront of a new type of surgery and the consequences you might take someone's eyesight down that's that's nuts
1: yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) that's pretty scary yeah,
0: but that being said, also I believe that adjusting the atlas makes your eyesight better. So really, in a lot of ways, are we all chiropractic <laughs> neurologists?
2: <laughs> Isn't that ENT a chiropractic neurologist in real life?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, he is. So I'm Joe Cooperman, chiropractor out in Scottsdale, Arizona. Owner of Active Health Spine and Sport. i partnered with Premier Fitness Systems here. In Scottsdale, their uh, fitness gym that's been around for about 12 to 13 years, they work in the athletics world, working with a lot of MLB, PGA, UFC athletes, uh, pretty recognizable names around the Arizona parts and throughout the country. Uh, Been practicing for, what, eight years now or so, I think is when we graduated. Uh, Really love my job. We have a lot of fun every single day. I really enjoy working with every patient I come and encounter with, meeting people from all walks of life, uh, from you know, children all the way up to professional athletes and just really having a good time with uh, with working and knowing these guys since we were in school. We all went to school together. I'll let Demir take over and say a little bit about himself. Hey, um, Demir, I'm in
2: Chicago. I have a practice in a gym called Steel Fitness Club uh, just north of Chicago in a little suburb called Morton Grove. Say you know, big eight thousand square foot facility, and uh, I have my little clinic inside there, treating very active people. You know, from professional bodybuilders and some uh, professional fighters, to just regular run of the mill um, weekend warriors. Uh, mainly, just people that are very active. You know, you don't really get it into my office without knowing that you're probably going to be doing some exercises and some homework along with all the uh, manual adjustments and things that you're going to get in office i've um, been practicing since yeah march 2015 um was an associate a year out uh and then since then i've owned my own practice it's the best job in the world i wouldn't trade it for anything else except uh teaching uh with my best friends so that's pretty cool too
0: um i'll let dan uh finish us off i guess And I'm Dan Skinner. I practice in Victoria, British Columbia. I've been here since 2015, like the rest of the crew and um, have a very uh, multi-faceted practice. I work part-time in a multidisciplinary clinic. And then I also work uh, three days a week at my own clinic, which is in a gym, Forge Training Systems. And uh, it's cool because I get the best of both worlds. I get that very strictly clinical side where some people like to see me in that respect. And then in another way, I'm kind of like in the nitty gritty of a you know the gym scene, so if I have someone who has a complaint when it comes to strength training, we have the gym floor to jump out to right there. So I also work with our local baseball team here and a couple of hockey teams, and it's a pretty rewarding, enjoyable thing to be able to give back. Especially since I had so much help when I was an athlete myself, and and uh, kind of similar to that that same mindset when it comes to teaching too. Is that I think the three of us came together. Um, with Chris as well. So Chris isn't with us today, but Chris McBroom is a car who practices out in, in, uh, in Reno. Do his uh, intro. (laughs) Yeah. give him A a little pump of his tires, but you know, Chris was one of the guys in, he was a motivator in our group. He was always keeping us coming to seminars, keeping us, uh, you know, on our toes when it came to studying and asking us questions and everything. And I think the whole thing is we came together because we were a group of people that just consistently pushed each other to and, and kind of had high expectations of each other. And that didn't stop when we graduated. We've just been at it ever since. And that's what we want to ultimately bring to um, HVLA. We want to make sure that we're driving the profession forward and passing on all the little tidbits um, that we learned along the way and helping people learn from our mistakes. And I think we all got a lot of satisfaction out of teaching in clubs and uh, and being able to, you know, help kind of mentor younger students coming through and uh we just want to continue with that because we feel like the profession really needs some guidance it really needs some like a a, you know a bit of a north star to make sure that we're consistently moving forward so it's one of the reasons why we brought this podcast together is we want people to have the opportunity to you know ask us some questions get to know us and um see what it is that we're bringing to the table because um you know in a in a lot of ways we also learn when people ask us questions and it really makes us search and see what it is that um what we're all about so that's what we're hoping to to do for you guys out here in the internet. welcome so, to the web yeah so Podcast, um, right to the joint and the, maybe just a quick little um little up to speed too so this whole this whole thing started i think um just because we were you know obviously sitting together and you know, we're, we're the kind of guys that we're consistently reaching out to each other over the phone, texting, talking about patient loads, talking about, um, you know, how to schedule people, how to, how to send out a MailChimp email, um, Damir's <laughs> given us all of his intake forms. And we kind of always took that, uh, that sharing information really seriously. And, uh, when, you know, Joe came up with this idea of, of, doing a workshop and a seminar together I think we all just jumped on it we thought oh this will be great we can all contribute a bit and and so Joe put on the first workshop not too long ago out in Arizona and then we just got back a couple almost a month ago from uh, a workshop that we all three of us got to got to help out at in uh, San Jose California at our uh, alma mater, old Palmer West stomping grounds which was uh I, in my opinion it was that felt so good to be able to you know, especially after COVID, not being able to be in close quarters with people and being able to to put something like that on was like really that um that was special.
2: I agree. I think um you know I was talking about this with Joe a little bit, but and I don't think we ever did a full big debrief uh, after the seminar, but I guess this can be a pretty good uh, avenue and source for that. Um, was just how good it felt to teach students that really wanted to learn. Um, you know, it like filled, fills your cup up in more ways than, you know, um, it's just very similar to when, you know, you get, you get a patient in office who's just like, anything you say, man, I'm here just to get better. Um, I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. Let's go. You know, those are the kind of most motivating people that uh, to work with. Um, and it makes it just that much better on top of, you know, teaching with your good, good friends and trying to kind of upgrade uh, what we think uh, can be a, positive contribution to the profession. But on top of that, you know, you hearing these individual students and how excited they are just to learn the new things and new skills, um, was pretty
0: great. Yeah. Got me pretty excited going back to practice too, because it's, you look at things with fresh eyes when you, when you, you know, you've been doing your thing for so many years and you've got a routine and everything. And then you realize, Oh man, these, these, uh, I don't even want to say kids. Cause there's some, you know, people there that are older than me, but it's, uh, it's so cool and inspiring to because it kind of brings you back to your roots and, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought it was, I thought it was really cool.
1: Yeah. I, th- I would say overall, that was a, a pretty successful group, right? <laughs> we got to see some pretty cool changes really fast. Um, I feel like the next day on the second day, everybody really had wonderful ways of like expressing like better questions uh, with how to utilize their body better. <clears throat> and I I saw drastic changes with some of the people in there. Um, I've been getting messages on the page of people saying, oh, I've been practicing this thing. And, you know, with my wife and this kind of thing, has happened. I'm starting to get a better feel for it. And it's like, awesome. That's what it's all about, you know, is continuous, relentless practice as you're as you're developing this new skill. And, you know, I think that for ourselves, like when we were teaching, it kind of brought, I feel like it brought me back to when we were teaching the manipulation club or adjusting club or Gonstead club, whatever it was called, um, where it was just super laid back, really relaxed, uh, had a nice flow to everything. There's no, you know, like extreme PowerPoint that we're trying to read at people. It's, we're giving the the most honest answers that we can get. There's nothing scripted about what we're doing. Um, and there's also I mean we're not really reinventing the wheel right we're just we're making the wheel more efficient
0: i it's funny because i was it makes me think back to like what i know that when we were in school one of the things that i and especially i like this about our group is like we we're very low in the ego department like as much as we were trying to like you know push each other and everything like that we were also really quick to take feedback from each other and if someone told you something instead of taking offense to it we we're just kind of like oh sweet thank you and i felt like that was a huge shift in the second day like just watching people interact with each other, I think that there is like this fear when you're in school because you think that if you let any vulnerability be shown that people are like, oh, it's not going to make it in practice. This guy can't hang. But being vulnerable with people in your quarter, or people that you're working with or whatever, like it's part of becoming a better doctor and getting better with your hands and and learning new skills. Cause if you're just oblivious to that kind of stuff, or if, you know, people are saying, Oh no, no, that felt good. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was all right. Um, Then you're, you're just, you're going to learn the hard way. And uh, I feel like, yeah, we've all kind of, that's inevitable. We're going to learn the hard way over things, but the best you can do is just, you know, be as prepared as you can. And and if anything, err on the side of over-preparing. So I think that's, uh, (laughs) that's uh, been something that, kind of I think back to as well it's like what was it like when we were just in those in in the position of these students right we had McClure we had all these great mentors to teach us stuff and I mean that guy is probably the most humble dude I've ever come across in my life that guy is like you know not only is he super giving with his time and effort but he's like terrific with his hands Um, and he used to just you know I remember popping in when we go to seminars in Vegas and stuff like that and, you know, he's he was the kind of guy who was like, hey, if you get the opportunity to work on somebody, if you get that privilege, you have to show up and you got to like really give them what they need. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of something every once in a while, like I'll be having a rough day or I'll have a rough week at work or whatever. And I was just like, oh, like what would McClure do right now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I loved, actually, even from his adjusting
2: seminars was um, how, you know, he made you every single adjustment like, be present, you know, stand in an athletic stance, like be prepared to deliver an awesome adjustment. You know, don't just go through the motions. Um, That was always something I remember taking from his uh, seminars.
1: Yeah. I remember, I remember when he would do this, he would take that stance. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of energy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> guys, but, like, but, he, but he had fun with it, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> don't blink. You'll miss yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. But the when it comes to those type of seminars, you could always tell like what was going to happen with a certain like person that was attending when they would they would practice it with like maybe one person, and they'd be like, "Oh, it popped. I'm good. I figured it out." Like they would they would have that like sense of I've uh, I don't even know what the word is, but a sense of, uh, of of this like false confidence that they can do this to literally like everyone. And then you'd have the other group that was like trying to figure things out, like they would do it to one person and they'd switch partners Then they do it to another person and they would switch partners. That was kind of us, right? We were the ones that were like, sweet, let's move on to the next person. Sweet, let's move on to the next person. Let's, let's see what this one feels like in comparison to the last person, because not all knees are created equally. Not all feet are shaped the same. Not all feet move the same. Um, and I think that sometimes, you know, in, in school, uh, we get overconfident. And even out of school, you know, in practice, you get overconfident. You forget to like settle back in and realize that you've just been lackily and not positioning, not just yourself but the patient in a in a decent position and leveraging, you know, force differently. So I don't know. I feel like that that's a a really key point in regards to like you've never done practicing moves and and developing skill. Like, it takes forever like that surgeon i saw today he's 47 years in practice you know he didn't just like one day wake up and he was magically good at surgery you know it's the same thing for manipulation same thing for like mcclure or whoever else is teaching out there you know they're they're practicing relentlessly
2: you know and i noticed that at the november san jose seminar too how the first day when the students showed up they clearly had like a partner that they've worked with before um, there and they all kind of clung a little bit together and we had them, you know, moving around and by day two, everybody was more, much more comfortable of switching partners of working on different body types. And I think, um, that's so important, you know, cause, uh, going back to Dan's point on that constructive criticism, you know, where you're just trying to like help each other grow. Um, what better way to do that than practice with people of different sizes and shapes. And, um, I think that was one key thing That when we uh made them do that, it's one of those things like it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable at first, but it's it's good for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How crazy! Well, that just made me think of our trip to El Salvador. Remember how stumped we were? Like we had been in, you know, adjusting lab working with young able-bodied people, students, and feeling like we were pretty good. And then you go to El Salvador. We went for a, a a um a like a. Kind of like a Doctors yeah. Without Borders kind of trip to help provide some some care for some of the local people there, and uh, and then uh, suddenly you're you're stuffed up against this particular body type, and you're you're just like wow how am I going to adapt my treatments to like this one particular body type and uh that was when it kind of dawned on me i think that was like one of the big moments where i was just like oh there's lots of different moves that we're learning and it's about learning to apply which one at what time with what body type and like if that doesn't work what else can you try and so that was like a big eye-opener for me and i think um i remember after the first day we were all kind of like whoa <laughs> it's like <Yeah. laughs> on, he was kind of built the same everyone's got very similar <laughs> similar structure and size and everything and you know and we're all, we're all different ourselves too like i'm you know six three and got long arms and i can get away with some moves that um that you know someone else can't if they're a little bit on the smaller side so i think it's also really cool to have different body types different styles teaching that stuff so and that's that's getting yeah we're getting to the point now where i think we want to keep these relatively short too so i think uh hopefully everyone's gotten a chance to kind of hear a little bit about what we're about what we're doing where we're from and uh what we're kind of trying to create here and I think in the future, we're going to hopefully have some questions asked and we can kind of bounce some ideas back and forth because it's pretty boring if it's just the three of us talking. So it's nice to have some people uh, giving us some some direction on all that too. So send your questions into Joe. He'll uh, proposition us and we can go from there.
1: But also maybe getting McBroom on here would be a good idea too. <laughs> yeah,
0: getting comment comment below food. if you'd like Chris McBroom to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Training his bird dog, like, constantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's busy, man. He's a busy man. But yeah. but either way, you know, it, it, people that are going to be listening to this, if they are, you know, the, the next seminar that we're going to be hosting is going to be out at Palmer Davenport in Iowa. That'll be March 18th and 19th at the Black Hawk Hotel. So signups are live. I would re- highly recommend utilizing the early bird discount, which is early 100. Uh, We'll put some tags up on the Instagram and everything to make sure you guys have that available for you. Uh, That will eventually go away. So don't procrastinate, don't wait and utilize that code. This is a a weekend that's going to be unbelievably intensive and hands-on. So we're going to teach the, we're going to go through the whole entire spine. So we're going to do cervical, thoracic, lumbosacral, and pelvis. Then we're going to bust out into extremities, but also do cervical thoracic lumbosacral and pelvis again on the second day so that we have enough time to be getting diligent practice in so that we can really fine tune how you're utilizing your body to manipulate someone else and figure out better leverage systems and not utilize you know long lever manipulation like getting putting force through physical joints to create an outcome that you're looking for which is more motion in a joint yeah, um, going from general to more specific Exactly. Look at that. <laughs> Came full circle. So we'll, we'll put the links up, make sure you guys uh, have everything that you need in order to uh, have a good weekend set up for yourselves. Damir, you have a closing note there? Take care. Have a good night. Thanks for getting this far.